0: See the world through a child's eyes. Mm, I love it. With a sense of newness and wonder. You're listening to the Vibrant Leadership Podcast with leadership speaker and consultant Nicole Greer.
1: Welcome to the Vibrant Leadership Podcast. My name is Nicole Greer, and they call me the Vibrant Coach. And today, I am here with none other than Rona Lewis. So let me tell you a little bit about her. I've got her bio. Rona Lewis is the CEO and co-founder of the Playful Mind Project. So we're going to have a ton of fun today. She has a consulting company that helps companies improve corporate culture, employee engagement, which I'm telling you, this is a thing, this culture engagement thing, using aspects of purposeful and attuned play. She calls herself a play instigator. I love that. I'm wondering if it's on her business card. She has 15 years of experience as a business consultant, coming from a long career in corporate executive media world. Uh, she ended up being the VP in a sales position, so she knows how to uh, close the deal. I'm guessing, and she's been a professional speaker and workshop facilitator for 14 years. Her clients include Aon. Am I saying that right, Rona? You are. No. Okay, yes. Honda, Metagenics, mm-hmm. the City of Los Angeles, the City of Angels, and Huntington Hospital and Loyola Marymount College. So, I am absolutely delighted to have Rona here. Thanks for joining us today. Oh, it's my pleasure. <laughs> very good, very good. Well, we open up the podcast with one question always, which is Rona, how would you define leadership? Well, everybody listening to this podcast trying to get their head around
0: the fact, what what am I doing? What is this leadership thing anyways? You know, I, the word leadership is such an interesting word because people's egos get wrapped around the word leader, just like, you know, oh, I'm a CEO. If you're working for yourself and you're an, a, a solopreneur, awesome for you. You're the CEO. It kind of, you know, it means everything and it can mean nothing at the same time. A leader doesn't necessarily mean, to well, I should say, to be a leader doesn't necessarily mean you are in a leadership Position. So when I think of who a leader is, it's someone who has big ideas. They and they 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 push it forward. They're not so much always concerned with with how. Um, it's it's about encouraging people. It's a, a, you know a good leader who has high emotional intelligence will want people to be better than than they are. The smartest leaders have smarter people around them. So to me, good leadership is about encouraging the people who they have working with them and uh, let, and and realizing that no man is an island. I know what I'm good at. I also know that I have a lot of things I'm not so good at. So I want those, you know, I want people around me who are great at things I'm not good at. You know, I have an awesome accountant because I can pretty much balance my checkbook. That's about it. You know, not that anyone like has a checkbook anymore, but you know what I mean?
1: (laughs) I do know what you mean. Yeah. We got to have somebody who can reconcile the QuickBooks is what you're trying to say.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, you know, so a leader sees the big picture, sees what's possible and allows for other people's ideas to to make their idea even better. They're, they're, they're open-minded, they're empathetic, you know, that, that, that sort of thing. Does that make
1: sense? 100%. Yeah. And I couldn't agree with with you more. I think, you know, the the whole job of a leader is to glean the genius out of everybody. Right. So Nicole has has a set of experiences and history and education and whatever, but like, if she gets in a room with Rona and three other people, like, let's put all our genius in the room and you teach me, I'll teach you. Right. Let's all grow together. Absolutely. I totally agree. Um, so I love, I love your business in that it involves this thing called play. Uh, I'm a pretty playful person. I like to work hard and play hard. So I'm all right. about play. So um, play consulting isn't a usual area of expertise for business consultants. So right. how did this
0: all happen? How'd you get started in play? Well, you know there are there are actually a couple of events many years ago when I was starting in the uh, in the media sales world in New York, and for those of you who are listening and watching, um, to be a media rep means buying uh, means uh, selling advertising, and uh, we we represented uh, you know radio, television, cable, newspaper, whatever I was selling, and we sold their their airtime to ad agencies, so when i was doing that it it's it's a very stressful job because you're basically selling time so with that time passes you can't get it back again so that added on to the stress at the time i was selling i was the youngest media rep in the country and being you know a fairly attractive girl basically i think i was 23 20, 20, right. 24 you know, I was it was it was kind of stressful because I had to try extra hard so that people would take me seriously. And one day I was just over the top. I was kind of having a panic attack, basically. And I was I was dizzy. I was leaning over. And my friend Gail came over and she has been in the business for a while. And she grabbed me by the shoulders and put her nose this close to mine and said, <laughs> "Rona." You know, she she basically, she verbally bit slapped me. You know, she's like, snap out of it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, relax. There is no blood. No one ever died from advertising. And That's it right. was like, holy crap. You know, it was it was an epiphany moment for me. Of course, no one ever died from advertising, you know. Right, right. And, and we talked about it a little bit more. And she's like, you've got to lighten up, have fun with it. You know your stuff. You don't have to prove it to them, you have to make sure they look smart and then they will love you and just have a good time with it. So that sort of got me interested in positive psychology, flipping mindsets. And then after I got divorced and moved here, I was working with a client who, who pulled me in and she said, can you do, uh, I I also do have a, uh, a fitness background. And so I was, uh, I was talking to one of my clients who was a a CFO at a a marketing company. And she said, can you come in and, you know, set up like a weight loss thing for people? I said, no. I said, it's got to be goal setting. And, you know, because no one's going to do weight loss. It's way too specific. What's going to make people happy? What's going to, you know. And so I went in and I talked to people and I looked at them and everybody was, like stressed out. Like this is marketing and advertising. It's fun. You're doing all kinds of movie trailers, and there was movie candy all over the place, you know, and 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 decorations. It was a fun atmosphere. Nobody was getting it, and that really pushed me over the edge to say I'm not just doing con- uh, consultant for well being, because that was more of my my focus at the time. I switched over to play, and. It, I, you know, after courses I I, I had taken, and and um, it made me realize that this is what that missing link was to being more productive at your job, having better communication, having better strategy meetings and brainstorming and teamwork. It's it's all about psychological safety, a positive mindset, being more open, being more trusting, being more authentic. All these elements are part of purposeful play, and that's that's what what I lead with. Um, you know, play is is great. It's it's enjoyable. It's fun. Purposeful play is doing certain activities for certain reasons at a certain time. So, and I use the word activities as opposed to games, because yes, do we play games? Yes, we do. Sometimes games can connote winners and losers, and that can separate people. But when you do an activity, it brings people together. So all it is, it's, it could be the exact same thing, but it's all about the verbiage. It's all about how you spin it.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. I, I think that semantics, it's a thing, right? Yeah. So And, and you know, uh, I, I have a, um, I have a uh, lady I've worked with for years. Her name is Anne Sturette. And she's like, be careful what seeds you plant with people you know, and she says, you know, like, you can put an idea in their mind. Um, and then that idea is gonna, you know, grow into something that you may not want. So make sure that you plant the right seed. And so I can't, couldn't agree more that, like positive psychology. I've got books right up here, right on my left, <laughs> that uh, are all about positive psychology. So if you're not familiar with that concept, listeners, uh, go Google it, you'll find it ton of things out there about it. You can always pick up the phone and call Rona and talk about it with her. (laughs) Um, But I think also, you know, people in corporate America, there's, there's people who are naturally playful, like you and I. Um, And then there are people like, we don't have time to play games we gotta work, you know? And so, um, you know, doing activities that help us mm-hmm. build the skills on purpose, um, yeah. I think is, is a beautiful way to look at it. That's awesome. So what do you see as the importance in play overall in business? I heard you loud and clear. You said, you know, people are get, you know, down in the weeds, they've got the stress monster on them and like all they see is the problems. Um, so tell me how play helps people in business.
0: Well, Overall, I mean, it, it it adds another layer to how how you go about doing business. You know, stop to think about it. Everything you do in business is a strategy. You you know even you know even if it's strategizing on how to work with your team, um, on how to move your business forward, how to how to bring productivity into it, and. When you bring play into, uh, into it, it adds another layer and allows people to loosen up that helps with your creative mind and innovation. And um, it, like I said, it facilitates trust. It facilitates you know happiness and satisfaction with, with where you are. All of that allows for that psychological safety to share and be open and be willing to listen listening is such an important part of of growth productivity strategizing you know all of those things so you know elements of purposeful play um if done correctly will and you know it it's it's not a one-off thing you can't come in and say i'm going to teach you how to how to play i'm going to give you this activity and then you leap well you know i can i can have a day full of team building and and have you know an awesome time if you're doing a yearly thing. And you need to back that up with little things that keep you in that mindset. You know, so it becomes um, it becomes rote for you. Yeah. So that's, you know, did I answer the question? Yeah, of course. Yes. Yes.
1: yes. So um so I, I think too the thing about uh, play. And having fun is like when people go up the feeling scale, you know, like stress is down here, and mm-hmm. tired of my job is down here, right? Yeah. But then it's like, you know, you mentioned the word, I'm feeling like I can trust the people I work with. I'm feeling happy. I'm feeling satisfaction. You know, it's right. like you take people up the feeling scale and then it's just things are easier when I'm kind of floating a little bit, right? I'm not absolutely. getting them up, right? Yeah, absolutely. So I, I
0: think what you're saying is, is generous. Well, and I'm wondering, Oh, go go ahead. ahead. Oh, okay. I, I, I wanted to add one more, one more point. What play also does is keeps you in the present moment because you have to pay attention. There is something that, um, Steven Johnson who wrote the book wonderland, how play, um, wait, I have to read this, how play made the modern world. It's an, it's an awesome, awesome book. And, uh, he mentioned something called the surprise instinct, which is what dopamine does for us. Do- dopamine is, is um, they, they say it's a feel-good hormone. Actually, it's not a pleasure hormone per se, but what it does, it improves attention and motivation. And when we, we get something that's surprising, then our expectations, all of a sudden, we pay attention. It's like, oh- I wasn't expecting that. That's what makes it fun. So when you're doing these, these games and stuff that, that surprise, um, uh, surprise instinct and, you know, uh, kicks in. So you are more apt to pay attention when you're having fun. And when you're having fun, that surprise instinct allows you to learn and allows you to take it all in better. And then you can brainstorm better and, you know, do all the things. And then you you can become uh, much more, much more positive. So when you stay in that present moment, you get all this benefit and you're not stressing because stressing happens with replays and imaginings. We replay things in our mind, make mountains out of molehills, and then we imagine what's, what's possible. And we are hardwired usually to think negatively. Oh my God, I am so sure this is going to happen. She's going to get all pissed off and he's going to say, you know, and then, you know, so we have these negative expectations and then we act because of those negative expectations, which doesn't necessarily help things. So staying in the moment with purposeful play helps in so many ways.
1: Mm, that's awesome that's awesome so i i'm curious what i was going to ask you is um can you give us like a, a little synopsis or a vignette or like a little insider like tell me like an example of purposeful play like when you work with um a client or a team what's what's it what's one of these activities so kind of let us see an activity so we can get our head wrapped around purposeful play
0: okay here's a good warm-up that will keep you in the moment now okay i, I I'll give you one that's just because there's just two of us, okay? So if okay. you and I are, you know, if, if I want to attune to you, this is where the attunement, you know, come, comes in. We may be in different departments or whatever, and I want to have a little fun so that we can open up to each other. Okay. Now, I'm going to start really easy. We're going to count to three, okay? Okay. And we're going to keep going. So if I say one, you say two, I say three, you say one, and we're going to go as fast as we can. Ready? Okay. Yeah. Okay. One, two, three. One, two, two three. One, two, three. One, two, three. Okay. That's the first part. Now <laughs> we're going to take the number one. Instead of saying the number one, we're going to clap. Okay. So it's clap two, three. Okay. okay. Ready? two, three, two, three, two, three, two, three. Right. Now I don't want to take too much time on this, but and right. as we, as we go along each time we, we do it, we place like, and then I would ask you, okay, what's a movement we can do for number two. And then we do a couple of times of that. And then the third one is all three things. So you could do this, you could do this, and you could do this for you know whatever it is. And by the end, you're laughing because you're going to make mistakes. And in in improv, um, which was some of what what we do, you celebrate the mistakes because that's where the gold is. And you know we we feature failure, and we should feature failure all the time because failure is not bad. Failure just gets you one step closer to the outcome that you that you want you know so wasn't that fun and and, and all of a sudden yeah you're in a better mood and that's a great way to start a meeting and if you're on zoom or if you're in person and you have 10 people if you have 30 people there are exercises we can do that will will get people going and then we'll use we can use um what else have uh, color? Everything from colored pencils to Play-Doh to improv, dressing up in uh, costumes so that we can role play. What would happen if? Uh, I mean, even even Legos has what they call serious play. And that's a it's it's very similar to purposeful play, but they I think they've trademarked it so nobody else can 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 use it but it's a way to use metaphors and to uh, again use use those meta- metaphors to come up with um new and innovative strategies for for things so that's an example you know of of what what we do
1: Okay. I love it. I love it. And I think people needed to kind of see something. So, uh, and I do, I did have fun doing that. And I did think it was fun. And I think we would end up laughing if we could go on, but we had to get on with the podcast. So, uh, So what's the difference? Like get it real tight for us. What's the difference between regular and purposeful
0: play? Like what is the significant difference there? Well, purposeful play is it's for an outcome. When you play and, uh, you know, normally the, when you're in the in the flow, just just doing things to to have fun. You know, if you if you're out, you know, sketching uh, art is 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 play. Even going to the movies is is a form of of play. But if, if, if you're just going out and going for a run or, you know, doing shopping can be play. It's about being in that in that moment with no particular outcome. You know, if you buy a blouse or don't buy a blouse, I like, you know, I just like seeing what's what's out there, whereas purposeful play is doing something for an an outcome. If if, if I'm doing a a purposeful play exercise um, or activity for a brainstorming meeting, we want to see what kind of ideas we we come up with, you know. So, um, you know, so that's an example of purposeful driven play.
1: That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. And I think, you know, I do a lot of training myself and um, yes. I think that the thing about teaching people is, you know, they need to hear a concept mm-hmm. and then they need to experience the concept in some right. kind of play right. purposeful play. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards there's like the debrief. Okay. So I introduced this concept. Now we're going to play with it. Right And, and what, what, what just happened when we were playing? What, what came to your mind? What did you realize? So, so that's kind of where I'm vibing with you big time.
0: Well, exactly. And you, and you said the magic sentence, just go play with it. How many times have you heard people say that? Just go play with this and see what, what you come up with. That gives your mind permission to come up with wild ideas that may work or may not work and someone else may come up with something that springs from that. So right there, that is purposeful play right there.
1: Yeah, I love it. I love it. Okay. So what are some benefits of using you as opposed to like books with games in them and doing it yourself? Uh, you know, uh, I tell you, I, I'm in the same boat as you. We're both consultants, you know, mm-hmm. we're
0: like, do this ourselves. Uh, so, well, and you know what, sometimes, absolutely. Sometimes you, you can, um, and, and I actually pair up with um, organizational uh, development, consultants, business uh, development because they get the concept and they appreciate the need for it. And yes, you know, every so often that and there are tons of, of books. you know, uh, Theji has bucket of, of books of games to, to play. And it's not always just about, oh, let's try this one. You have to attune yourself to who you're working with. And a lot of times it's easier for an objective observer to come in because when you are emotionally involved with your team, it's not going to work. There are people, whether consciously or subconsciously, you may not like, you may be jealous of, you may, you know, there's, (laughs) there, you know, emotions come in and it will change the way you work with them. I'll come in. I just want to see, you know, how everybody works and what their personality is. You know, and I I like like you, I'm I'm sure we can read a room like like that. And that's part of the attuning process. And that is easier for us to do as uh, objective consultants and for an, an ongoing thing. I have so many different kinds of activities that are not necessarily in these books because I've thought differently, and it's not just business games. We bring in improv. We bring in bring in physical uh, movement. We bring in laughter yoga. That's actually a thing, you know. I I have have done it. Yeah, and it is the best thing ever. Right. So you know, depending on what people need, sometimes people just need a stress relief. All right, we're going to do laughter yoga for fifteen minutes. You know, and and these sort of of things. Take a person who has training in all different areas.
1: Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. And, you know, I think uh, I agree with everything you said. It's good to have that, you know, third party. I don't have any real skin in the game other than making sure you have a very exciting time while we're together. Right. Right. Um, But I'm not going to be here to fix any cultural team problems when I leave. That'll right. be up to y'all, right? Uh, hopefully you'll listen and take the, the skills and the, and the tips and the techniques and strategies we're giving you. But you know, the, the other thing, Rona, I, I don't know if you'll agree with this, but it's also nice when like the team, nobody is the leader for a minute. Absolutely. Right, Absolutely. so now we're all on the same playing field, right? We're all just mm-hmm. players. We're not the coach. We're not the right. leader. And so we're all leveled
0: out, which I think sometimes is very good. You know, that's why um, I when I was ma- uh, I, I was married years ago and for a while I lived up in a little town called Woodland Park, Colorado. I'm a New York City girl. That was a culture shock anyway. And um, there were uh, softball teams and I'm very into sports. So I joined a girls softball women's softball league. And it was the great equalizer because nobody knew how much money you made, who your husband was what kind of house you lived in everybody was in shorts and a and a t-shirt and this is that same kind of thing cuz we were playing we were playing softball you know and this we are in a room playing an activity that brings people together we have fun we want to pat each other on the back for a great idea not be jealous of them because they had an idea because for all you know it it was your idea that spurred the whole thing you know so it's it's getting to a place of of wanting people to succeed because then everybody wins
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Um, so tell me what you think leaders really need to work on. You know, if you kind of take a you know, step back, uh, as mm-hmm. far as I'm concerned, I'm over it. So COVID is over. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> so looking out, yeah, looking out into the future, what, what do you see leaders really need to focus on moving forward? What would be the area that you would say, here's where I would put some time and energy? And then how would you integrate play into that?
0: Well, I think leaders have to think differently now because the world is so different now. You know, they really have to look at their employees through their eyes. And a lot of times leadership gets too myopic in their in their viewpoint. Yes, leaders need to have a big goal in 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 mind and to push pe- people forward, they also have to be empathetic enough to flip their eyesight to where their people are coming from. You know, a lot of leaders are like, but we need you here in the office. No, you need them here in the office because you need to see what they're doing as opposed to trusting them. If you don't trust them, they're not going to trust you. If they're doing their work, if they're coming up with ideas, if they're making their, their numbers, who cares? You know, so that's what, you know, I think leaders have to expand their, their viewpoint in terms of how work gets, gets done. And, um, along with that, I believe that being in, in person every so often, uh, helps employees, uh, stay attuned to each other, you know, with, the with, The uh, COVID they were getting isolated. They were getting lonely, you know, mental health is is such a big thing. And a lot of employees were actually getting paranoid because they couldn't see what anybody else was, was, was doing. And if you can get them uh, even on, on zoom, but everyone's coming back to to work. So even once a week, once every other week, you get everybody in the room to do some purposeful play. You know, these are our next goals and we're going to do some purposeful play So that everyone can get an idea of what we're doing, whether we do it all the exact same way or what their responsibilities could be, ideas, you know, all that kind of stuff. It It will help their mental wellness as well as their satisfaction with their job.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. Okay, so um, tell me a little bit about some examples of purposeful play um, that I would do like in a staff meeting or something like that. Can you give us kind of a, like, just like we did that number thing a minute ago, is there okay. a particular thing we could do in a staff meeting? Because, uh, you know, I think um, having a, a good intention of like kicking these staff meetings off in a in a new and different way, uh, I think people come into staff and like, oh, we got to go
0: to staff meeting. Okay this is what yeah. i would do you get a I just, staff meeting yeah right. okay so depending on how many people are, are there let's let's say there's 15 people in a staff meeting you get a bunch of colored pencils put them in the middle of the of the table then everybody gets blank paper okay you time them for one minute and all they do they they pick a color and they stick with it they they doodle for a minute no rules they just have to doodle OK, then you take a, because everyone's creativity and their thought process is a little bit different because you have to work with each other. This is the uh, debrief, but I'm, I'm telling you now so you understand it. Um, so you want to see what other people come up with. So you take the paper after a minute and you pass it to the person on your right. They have to start with your doodle. The only rule for this is your pencil point has to start somewhere on their doodle. So if someone doodles a house, you can't draw a sun if you have yellow, you know, it it shouldn't matter what, what color it is, because if you want to draw a purple horse, draw a purple horse, you know, so you can draw an extension to the house. You can draw a tree that's, that's connected as, as long as the pencil point is somehow connected and you do this six or seven times, you come up with amazing ideas. Then you can take these and make them metaphors to for what you're doing or what, what you're trying to find an answer for if you're trying to solve a, uh, a problem. And it's also a, a great way just to attune people and, and have fun in the, in the moment, kind of get their, their minds warmed up. Yeah, so and, and
1: I think that's huge. Um, getting people's minds warmed up mm-hmm. um, because I, I think you have to again shift what they're thinking about, bring them into the present. Um, have that you know where the the dopamine is coming out of their hypothalamus yeah. gland, and you know they, people start marinating in good stuff instead of right. whatever they were marinating in their cortisol from whatever just happened this morning. Absolutely,
0: and you right. know to your to your point, um, our tagline is. As shift happens when you have a playful mind. So as opposed to bleep happens, we added an F. <laughs> shift <That's right>. happens. <laughs> oh,
1: I love it. I love it. Yeah. And, you know, um, the big takeaway uh, from me today, well, I, I wrote down a lot of things um, is that, you know, leaders need to understand the concept of positive psychology. So I love that that's kind of, you know, how you approach all your work. And I just would double... Right double dog dare everybody listening to go Google around about this idea of being positive, uh, especially uh, in the workplace, and then doing purposeful play so that we have trust. We're happy. We have satisfaction. We learn to listen. We learn to get in the present moment. Um, but the big, big takeaway from you today is this idea of attunement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you no, know, tell me what attunement is like go real dialed in on that. for okay. a moment.
0: Now the, the original, concept of attunement comes from Gwen Gordon, who is like the godmother of, of play. And I've gotten, you know, I've taken classes and certifications and stuff with her. She she works on the psychology of play. Now, the original attunement is based on attachment theory, which is where a parent or a a grown-up who is in charge of a child, they they attune to each other. And that's, you know, that's how they get attachment and when there's no attachment that's when everybody gets screwed up you know in the and you know as we you know we're all a little wacky in that in in that sense because you know nobody's no parent child grown-up child you know relationship is, is is perfect and and as they attune to each other you can sense emotions and reactions better just by 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 being there and you know we're all a little bit intuitive when it it comes to that, to that point. And, uh, you know, a lot of times, and, and that's uh, training. So when, when you walk in, if you want to attune to your people, you have to take your ego out of it and just be there, which is, which goes back to my point of consultants being much more objective because we don't have opinions. We don't have that, whatever good, bad relationship we right. just have what we see. Yes. So, you know, that, that attunement comes in when we, we allow our, ourselves to look and, and see what happens even during the activities. We can see who's playing along, who's not, who's shy, who's not shy, who doesn't want to play. You know, there, there are people who will, you know, sit back and fold it. This is Stupid. Right. Great. Right. You know, and that's what uh, th- th- there's something called forced fun, forced fun. And I actually wrote, uh, wrote about it. If you look on my LinkedIn page, there's an article that's um, purposeful play versus forced fun and forced fun is like making someone we're going to go in here and I hired this person, damn it. And you're going to go in and do it because we <laughs> need better teamwork. Well, doesn't that sound inviting?
1: <laughs> Gee, let
0: me run, you know, Nobody wants to do something like that. So you have to, there's also a framework that the leaders, the managers, the HR people, You know, we have to work in tandem with them to make it a choice and a happy choice. And that's why you have in introductions. And that's why when I go in, I'll, I'll talk to people first. I want to find out from them what's going on so I can better attune to them and formulate whatever program I'm I'm going to do. I'm sure you do the same thing.
1: Yeah, that's fantastic. All right. Well, we are headed towards the top of our time together. And I want to ask you um, this one little simple question. If you were mentoring a single special uh, listener, a leader that's listening in and they're like, okay, give give me one little piece of advice that I need to be successful. Um, If you gave us a a a piece of advice we could like put in our pocket and carry around
0: what would it be see the world through a child's eyes Mm, i love it with a sense of newness and wonder and that will keep you open to new ideas new suggestions and takes your ego out of it you know a, a child's mind a beginner's mind however you want to describe it By asking questions, being curious, it does not signal weakness. If anything, it signals more strength because you are open to better ideas than yours. Mm,
1: That's fantastic. Great advice at the end. Let me repeat it. Uh, See the world through a child's eyes or a beginner's eyes. I love that. All right. So Rona, we want to know how to find you. Uh, Will you share with us your website and how we can find out, get up with you, hire you to come play with us?
0: Absolutely. The website is PlayfulMindProject.com and it's just Rona at PlayfulMindProject.com. You can find me on the website. You can look me up, Rona Lewis, L-E-W-I-S, on LinkedIn. Uh, I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram, at Rona Everywhere. I'm I'm omnipotent. (laughs) That's
1: awesome. That's awesome. Well, Rona, thank you so much for being on the Vibrant Leadership Podcast. I've enjoyed it so much. It's been a lot of fun fun and a great time to play.
0: My pleasure. Anytime.